Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 12.34 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you in Scottsdale, Arizona, where the Edmonton Oilers tonight take on the Arizona Coyotes in Glendale. Edmonton is 8-1-2 and two in their last 11 games. 52 goals for, 32 goals against. Dry Saddle, 7-15, 22-plus-11. Nugent Hopkins, 7-10, 17-plus-14. McDavid, 7-9, 16-plus-5. Yamamoto, 5-5-10-plus-11. Archibald, 5 goals, 9 points, plus 2 last 11 games. Sheehan, 3 goals, 8 points, and even last 11 games. And Oscar Clefbaum was minus 24 at one point this season. He's uh, gone plus 13 over his last 11 games of 7 points. All right. Uh, we will tell you this, that guests on Oilers now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Maggie, and Taylor that Oilers now sent you. As we bring aboard Mark Spector for the horses in horse racing Alberta and the 7,000 men and women who work in our province's horse racing and breeding industry. Oh, Spec, how are you? Oh, doing pretty well, Bobby. Not as warm as you down there. Uh, well, you could have made this trip. I could have made this trip. Gesundheit. Uh, <laughs> but uh, for whatever, listen, I got a lot to travel. I know you travel every game, but uh, I'll probably travel every game from here on in. So I'm enjoying a couple days uh, in northern Alberta here. I'm going to watch that game on TV tonight. And then uh, I think it's next Wednesday. We're on the road down to... Uh, where are we going? Florida next Wednesday, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Good call by you. Yeah. All right. I don't know what happened there. I don't know if it was the sarsaparilla I had last night or something, but something's kicked in here in the last uh, two minutes. Hey, Spack, how about yeah. that game against the Calgary Flames on Saturday night? How was that one for you? Well, you win. You know what? You pretty much you, you kind of win every category. First of all, all of those intangibles and all those other fights and scraps and respect and all that meant nothing when you weren't getting the two points against Calgary, right? You got to get, you know, at some point here, they had you 3-0, and so you got to win a game. So the Oilers not only won a game, but now we start to count the things you liked. You know, they, they all showed up physically. There wasn't a guy on that team that I thought, you know, I noticed at the end when Kachuk, Kachuk picked off Bear in a scrum, which doesn't surprise me because he's the smallest guy on the ice, and Bear did just fine. And then he got very aggressive against Gaetan Haas, the fourth liner Swiss guy. And Gaetan Haas pushed back and shoved back every shove he got. So that showed me a little something about him. And, uh, you know, the other side of it, Bob, was 
I like the Oilers star players in that game big time. McDavid and Drysaddle were engaged, and they drove that whole game. And uh, I thought that Johnny Goodrill spent the night shying away from contact. So uh, I think if you're an Oilers fan, you like everything about that game, that's for sure. It's taken one step further, just on the size thing. Connor Yamamoto. <laughs> He got it started. He was the poster boy spec for yeah. what went right in Edmonton. And even even his his he had a little bit of fun after he scored the goal. Not quite sure what that was referencing. Somebody can text me on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. <laughs> like was he is that a is that a Connor McGregor type thing that he was I wasn't sure <laughs> what it was. It had to be chuckling, but the owners got the start. And the guy that was driving it all night won all the puck battles. And, you know, he, threw, he it's funny. I'm not sure who was counting the hits in that building because they didn't give Yamamoto a, a, a hit in the game. In 15 seconds in the game, he separated a Calgary defenseman from the puck that led directly to the first goal. So, to me, that guy was kind of the guy that got it all rolling. Yeah, I love the way he plays, don't you? And, you know... Uh, I want to say this before we talk about Yamamoto. I also love the way that Mangiapane plays. He plays a lot the same way. I don't think he's as good a player as Yamamoto, but he's a, he's you know both those guys. I mean, you take a puck away from Yamamoto, and he hits the brakes and he turns it back up the other way, and he's taking it back from you. Like he does not. There's no big circles in his game, right? And you know, I think for me, the thing about Yamamoto that like he's a first round pick. He's supposed to have skill. He's got lots of that and. Skates, you know, he skates well. He's not a burner, but he skates just fine. But I think the thing for me is, Bobby, especially playing with a centerman like like Drysdale, who you want someone to get him a puck. This kid goes into a corner against a, a pretty much every defenseman's bigger than he is, and you know he comes up with that puck time after time, and you say, how does this little guy? keep going in and taking pucks away from guys that are bigger than him and winning the battles, right? And you love that in a small player, man. He has got all kinds of guts, and he's got skill, and he can skate. And you know what? First-round pick, and some people say yay, and some people said nay. I don't mind that pick these days. Bobby looks like a pretty good player to me. And for the 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing and breeding industry, Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing in Alberta. Bob Stauffer with you on Oilers now. Well, it's an interesting one, right? Because I worried a bit, Mark, with a new regime coming in. Maybe they weren't the biggest guys themselves in Detroit on Yamamoto and that, because you know that happens all the time. And what happens is new regime come in, new manager comes in, and he doesn't, like we had a little bit of a Boston thing going on with Pete Shirelli and when Mac T was here, you know, and so they, you know, Mac T played at UMass Lowell and, uh, you know, Shirelli played at Harvard and the Oilers went and signed Colin Larkin and they went and traded for Nolan Vesey and, uh, you know, Larkin wasn't even an AHL player, and as it's turned out, VC wasn't. But those guys got deals, which is not to say, you know, Gambardella, I think, was a decent signing a couple of years ago. Had a real good year last year. He's kind of had a tough campaign this year. So you hit on some of those, but guys get tied to their guys. And I just didn't want a guy like Yamamoto to fall through the cracks because I thought yep. they're like we knew that Bouchard and Broberg weren't going, you know, big defensemen, a big six foot two right shot defenseman that can move the puck, and a six foot three left shot defenseman that the new staff, the Detroit guys were part of in drafting. But my concern was that Yamamoto, a smaller player, might end up being underappreciated. And I'm going to tell you right now, my guess is the Detroit guys that have Ken Holland. 
Archie Henderson, the pro scout, and Tyler Wright, I'm going to almost guarantee you that they're really surprised he's been this good. Well, that's fair. You know, that's fair. He hasn't played a lot of games in the minor either. In the minors either, you know, uh, like not like Benson he played. What he play? 115. I think. I think. What Yamal yeah. go about 50 games in the end? Yeah, he's played about 50, 60 games in the minors. Yeah, right. So not yeah. that many. But you know, Bob, you hit on something that that is at the root of of uh, you know whatever the opposite of stability is instability right every time you turn over your management you turn over your scouting system and you turn over your philosophy on drafting and you turn over your value the way you value players that you have or that you used to have that you want to have it's just like moving and changing people as often as the orders have that's just one of about 15 things that is negative and you're right, Bob. New scouts come in, they go, ah, we looked at that guy in Detroit. We didn't like him. The Oilers drafted him, but we don't like him. Well, you know, give Yamamoto – I don't know if that's what they said about Yamamoto, but he's, he forces you to like him, man. You you know, you find me a player – you find me a guy that watches a, a player his size play in those last three hockey games against Calgary and the way he showed in all three of them. And you find there me a guy that go. doesn't like that player, man. I like that player. Wow, I mean, that's how you get defined. You, who, who was it that was in your book, Battle of Alberta, who said you get defined by how you play against the Calgary Flames? Was it Craig yeah. Beauty? I'm trying to think of who it was. Yeah, you know? it might have been. It that's, might have been right, McTavish or Low. I forget, but you're right. Those are the games, man. It's like playoffs. You know what? Like we just mentioned, Johnny Goodrow. He's got a crack playoff nut here. He's a good regular season player. But I didn't like the way he played in that game the other day. I didn't like the way he played against the Oilers. And that and people in Calgary are saying the same thing. This is not Mark Spector original here. Uh, they didn't like the way he played in the playoffs against Colorado last year. And that's his nut to crack, man. He's got to show you that, sure, I can play in the regular season games against the Kings and Sharks. I need to be able to play in the playoffs. I need to be able to play in the Battle of Alberta. Mark, based, based on what we've seen from Yamamoto, I'm not saying he's ever going to be a 70-point guy. But based on what we're seeing, I think he is capable of being a 55 to 60.4 in the NHL, which is a pretty good player. And so suddenly, the Oilers, like, is, is it realistic that he keeps, you know, 10 points at 11-game pace the rest of the year? I mean, the Oilers basically got 30 games left, so he'd get, you know, you know, 25 to 27 more points. I don't know if that's even feasible. But he has been a game-changer for this team. I mean, he is out there three-on-three three playing an OT as well. So a strong argument can be made that the Oilers basically had three forwards and nobody else. Well, now they got a fourth forward, and he was in their system the whole time. And they've brought him around, and, uh, you know, and the old saying, Mark, right? Big players have to prove they can't play, and small yeah. players have to pr- prove they, 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 they can. And it's, it's lent itself to, I, I think it's kind of changed, like, and, and I don't want to take away from dry settle. Because it always seems like everybody wants to take away from Dreisaitl. Like, yeah, well, you know, McDavid, everybody's focused on McDavid. And, you know, Dreisaitl's sitting there getting second-line matchups. Well, there's a degree of truth to that, but you still need to capitalize. Nugent Hopkins has been reinvigorated. Basically, they got to get a guy. They got to they gotta get a guy that can skate to play with. And the guy doesn't have to be elite. I mean, Josh Archibald isn't hurting them in the short term while uh, James Neal is out. And even Neal's possession metrics weren't horrendous with McDavid and Cassian. 
But, you know, if they are going to add here, you can make an argument. What they need to add is sort of a subtle addition for maybe what they were hoping a Nygaard to be, and it's just not going to happen for Nygaard this year with the injury. Uh, would you agree or disagree with that? Well, I think it's about legitimate top six players, Bob. You know, and I think we would say to each other that, that when the season started, you had three legitimate top six guys in McDavid, Drysaddle, and Nugent Hopkins. Right? Cassian plays up there, and he does just fine. But I think that, you know, no one looks at Cassian as a legitimate top six guy in most teams. So now you got another. Now you got four. If Yamamoto's going to play this way, he's a legit top six guy. You know, there will be room to add that left winger you're talking about for um, for McDavid. There's going to be room for that guy. And at some point, whether it be the deadline, Bob, or whether it be this summer, it doesn't have to be an $8 million player. Just a guy that we would look at and say, you know what, that's top six player. So all of a sudden, you're like the good teams, right? Even the best teams, Bob, don't have six guys that you look at and say, that guy's a top six player on every team. You know this. Pittsburgh Penguins never had six top sixers. Who were the two guys? <laughs> I think they were both French-Canadian. Who was it? Pascal Dupuis was one of them. Who yeah, was Maxime, the other guy? that Maxime play- Talbot. Maxime Talbot that played up with Sidney Crosby. Right. You know? So there's always going to be room for Zach Cassian, and there's always going to be room for a guy to play on the on someone's line that's, yeah, you know, maybe not a top six guy in every team, but he can Archibald fits that mold right now. I'll tell you what, Bob. I think... I'm pretty good with Archibald's game next to McDavid right now. Uh, I'm not sure that when Neil's healthy, if he's healthy tonight, that I just take Archibald's job away from him. I think he's done a pretty good job next to 97. Yeah, all right. Well, Mark, we're going to keep going down the path. We went like 15 minutes here. and We've talked about skill and we've talked about compete. We haven't talked about a goalie fight. We haven't talked about the really difficult position that Milan Lucic is in in Calgary. We'll get to that when we come back. It's 1247 in Edmonton. That's Sportsnet's Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Albert and the 7,000 men and women employed in the province's horse racing and breeding industry. This is Oilers Now, live from Scottsdale. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. Whatever it takes, the Connor McDavid documentary on his return to the lineup uh, runs, I believe, after tonight's broadcast, the Edmonton Oilers and the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, you can follow Oilers now. we got a roadie coming up to Mark Spector's favorite city, Chicago, to see the Oilers play the Blackhawks. This package includes great lower bowl game tickets, a welcome reception with myself and special guests, plus tours of Wrigley and Soldier Field. For the Oilers now, Chicago road trip, call New West Travel, 780-432-7446, or go online at newwesttravel.com. All right. 1250 in Edmonton. I want to get a text in. It made me laugh. So we're going to go to Brian S. on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, says Brian S., I listen to sports radio more than anybody else almost on the planet. Not seeing the players myself. I heard Bear can't skate and Yamamoto's small and gets hurt all the time. So through hearsay, I had written them both off. Now I love both players. Wish we had better coverage on TV at Bakersfield. I have Benson written off because of one day watching him in an all-star game uh, where I thought he was the slowest guy on the ice. But Gagne and Neil appear to be slow. And uh, maybe that will give Benson a chance. Mark, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring Mark Spector back in for the horses and horse race in Alberta. I went to the 2016 uh, Memorial Cup 
And Chris Knobloch had contacted me. London had knocked off Erie and said, Bob, you guys have to take Matthew Kachuk at four. And I went to the Memorial Cup and I watched Matthew Kachuk basically play with a broken ankle, limp around the ice like Tony Gabriel in the 1981 Grey Cup game spec. Remember that one? <laughs> and make and make plays all over the ice. And I went up to a fella who I may have mentioned in our previous segment, and he just looked at me and said, no chance. So, guy can't skate. Well, guess what? Kachuk's a hell of a player, and he is a great villain for the Battle of Alberta as well. Uh, so, I, I, I don't know about you. I, when, when Benson gets in, and again, Mark, uh, Tyler Benson and William Laganson skated this morning with, with Mike Smith, which leads me to believe the Oilers are starting costume. We'll find out from Dave Tippett at five and that those guys remain out of the lineup. I mean, UJRK yeah. were fought, but I'm willing to give Benson an opportunity once he gets in here. What about you? Oh, listen, I talk to scouts all the time, Bob, like in press boxes, and I know a whole bunch of them. They're, in fact, they're excellent eyes and ears around the hockey world I found over my years. And I've been hearing the same thing. Everyone kind of loves Benson Smarts, and everyone says he's a really heady player, but everybody says, I don't know about a skating. And, I, and it becomes a narrative because all the scouts agree. He's not a burner, Bob. That's the deal. Right? Yeah. He's not a burner. So that's fine. He's not a burner. There's lots of guys out there who are burners who can play. And you just, you know, it's not the be-all and end-all. The word of the scouts, it's, it's a framework of how to look at a player. It's not the ultimate answer. You've got to see him play. We've seen, sure, Yamamoto is small. Yeah, Yamamoto did get hurt two years in a row in the minors. Those are facts. It's not objective, subjective. One, one year in the minors and one, yeah, one year in junior. Yeah. Right, yeah. whatever. He was Coming hurt up. a lot the last yeah. couple of years. And guess what we're looking at now? We're looking at the size doesn't matter, and he's not getting hurt. He's hurting other players. So, you know, it's take, it, <laughs> take it with a grain of salt, man. Watch Benson play with your own eyes. Make your own decisions. About uh, four or five years ago, the players I heard the most about in the Oilers organization were Brandon Davidson and Jujar Kara. The scouts liked those guys. Well, you know, for Davidson's built, he's a strong kid. Jujar Kara, big kid, right? There you go. Neither guy's an elite skater. And Davidson's struggling to play in the NHL. He's on Calgary's farm team. And Kara is, you know, one disengaged performance right now from being in the press box. Speaking of disengaged performances, I had a lot of empathy on Saturday night for Milan Lucic, Mark. And I'll tell you why. You know what the you know, you know what I figured out, and I figured this out watching the L.A. Kings play against Milan Lucic. Okay, they knew how to play against Milan Lucic. Don't poke the bear. And I got upset. There was the one game, uh, you know, Doughty gave a little bit of a shot to McDavid. Lucic didn't see it. Whatever, nothing happened. But that's you know, Lucic knows those guys in L.A. Trains with those guys in the summer. And the Edmonton Oilers in the game against the two games against Calgary, these two wonderful, beautiful, awesome hockey games, the talk of the hockey world. Mm-hmm. They just left Lucic alone. When he was on the ice, nothing happened. Either way. Now, of course, the truth of the matter is the guy that's starting most of the crap on the ice is on Lucic's team, and that's Matthew Kachuk. But I'd like to get your thoughts. Are they being a little... It's it's not that Lucic is a dinosaur. It's just that the rules of engagement have changed, and he can't do the stuff that guys used to do back in the eighties. Agree or disagree? Well, no. You have to evolve your game, like every player on the ice evolves their game, Bob. And you know, if Lucic is really, let's face it, that's 
the biggest value that's left in his game is the physical part. So he's got to figure out how to be effective in 2020. You know, Matt Kachuk can put a glove in people's face. Matt Kachuk gets the other team all riled up and only fights if he has to, right? Why? How can how can 19 be so involved physically as a guy that everyone would like to fight on the orders, I think, whereas Lucic, who no one wants to fight, he just sits in the weeds. Like, he's he's got to figure out how to be more effective than he was in those three games, Paul. But I agree, no one wants to fight him. We all agree on that. I agree it's not 1986 anymore. But he's still getting a paycheck, and he's got to figure yeah. out how to play some effective role for the Calgary Flames, or he's going to be in the press box. Because if he's not getting involved in those games, you tell me what he does to your team. Yeah, well, maybe it's just not going to happen against Edmonton. Three Stand seasons over here. Stand goalie, man. You know, stand over a the year, goalie when he's trying to get A up. year ago, he was trying to choke Matthew Kachuk out on the ice. You know, so interesting stuff. And finally, Mark, the goalie fight. It was a thing of absolute beauty, wasn't it? Yeah, I think we should, like, you know, I wrote the other day, if the, if the Swedes could make a stamp out of Forsberg making a move on Corey Hirsch, can't we, like, can't a goalie fight be on one of our bills, Bob, or something? Like a provi- <laughs> well, Or can't we have, like, a provincial Alberta stamp with the goalie fight going at it? I don't know. Like, Were you a little concerned? Were you a little concerned for Cam Talbot in that one? Because I was as he went out there. I was like, I can't believe Because everybody knows. Like, Mike Smith was ready to fight Milan Lucic himself two years ago. Yeah. You no, know? I, give, I totally give Talbot credit. Like, you know what, guys? So there's some guys that are worried about weight class and what line I'm on and who I'm fighting. And then there's other guys who say, okay, you know what? That goalie stand at center ice. There wasn't a person in the building who thought Cam Talbot was going to beat Mike Smith last night, including Cam Talbot. But he went out there, and he did. You know, I don't care who wins or loses the fight. Show up, man. He showed up. He gave the fans what they wanted. He honored his team. You know, he, he did what you're supposed to do. And and I thought, I think we should all give Cam Talbot a ton of credit because Mike Smith, just interviewing him, he scares me sometimes, Bob, let alone meet All right, we're going to have some fun with this. Uh, Spec Dallas from Millet says, Bob, when Ryan Getzlaff was poking all the orders in 2017, Lucic did nothing. Uh, there was the incident in game six, the end of game six, and basically Manson and Lucic uh, negated one another. Uh, Spec, the problem is Lucic gets his check no matter what. And that's kind of the consensus out there. So I, I, I just know that the order players know how to play against Milan, and that's just leave them alone. So well, sure. there you go. The books that's been the book on Milan for about three or four years now, Bob, and he has to figure out how to change it. Well, uh, we got a game in April. We'll see whether or not it matters. Edmonton and Arizona tonight. Mark, we'll see you down at the rink. Uh, the orders fly back tomorrow during the day. We'll see you down for morning skate on Thursday, and you'll join us again Friday in orders now. Yes, sir. Thanks, Bobby. Enjoy tonight. There you go. That's Mark Specker, Sportsnet Spec for the horses in horse racing, Alberta. It is 12.59 in Edmonton. Bob Stauffer joining you from Scottsdale. Up next, a global news weather traffic update. Kevin Robertson. Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.